Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The 105th edition of the Four Corners podcast starts right now. Black holding high, goes to Darty. Darty in the double team, gives it back to Black with 20 seconds left to play. Goes back to Michael Jordan, jumper from out on the left, good! Rebounded by Weber. Michigan out of timeout. Weber front court, Carolina with foul. He takes the timeout, they're out of timeout. Technical foul, technical foul on Michigan. Ed Corbett says he can run the baseline, hands in the ball. Brown gets it into Williams. Here comes Williams front court. Williams on the drive. Gets it back out to him. Long outside shot. Short rebounded. May. It's over. Carolina has won the national championship. 89-72. And how about them Tar Heels? They are the national champions. Matthews off the mark. And this year, the confetti... It's going to fall for North Carolina. They're not going to be denied this time. Hey, guys, and welcome to this edition of the Four Corners podcast. Anthony Pagnotti, your host with you here today. This edition of the podcast is presented by Carolina Electrical Services. It's myself here, Josh, uh, currently uh, on air doing his show, getting prepared Uh, for a big day of ACC tournament action. And we're here to do the same for you in Carolina terms as they get ready to face off against the Virginia Cavaliers up in Brooklyn. We're here to get you prepared. This is probably how we're going to be doing the next couple of podcasts here as uh, we go through the late night and uh, early turnaround for us in terms of work. So I'll be hosting the previews. Josh will be hosting the recaps for now. But uh Let's start, you know, jump in, of course, with our pod thought of the day. That's how we begin every preview podcast. And today we go to one of the greatest to ever do it and one of my personal favorites, of course, in Carolina history. You know him. uh, If you've been listening to the podcast, it's Roy Williams. And it feels like this is the perfect quote to go with right now with where Carolina's at. The man on the top of the mountain didn't fall there. Carolina had to do their work throughout conference play. It was a little bit of a bumpy road, but they closed it out with a huge win, one of the biggest wins in the history of the Duke-Carolina rivalry on Saturday night in Cameron Indoor Stadium when they took down the Duke Blue Devils 94-81. Just a tremendous performance all around from the Tar Heels. Of course, we have the recap pod. You can go back and listen to that if you just can't get enough of that win over the Blue Devils. But now Carolina's attention officially turns to the ACC tournament. They had the double bye, so a little bit of time to rest for this team, which is sorely needed for a team that right now, usually at its best, is going about six deep. So the starters get a big rest. That helps out as they get ready to face a Virginia team that did play last night. They did take down Louisville 51-50, to the 11 seeded Louisville Cardinals, who had to survive their first game after having a 27-point lead, uh, eventually uh, allowing Georgia Tech to come all the way back and then having to survive late. Virginia did take down Louisville, but only by one. So 
team that's probably not feeling as confident as some of the other teams that have gotten off to good starts in this ACC tournament. Overall, though, Virginia enters with a 19-12 and record, 12-8 and in the ACC, and that means they are squarely on the bubble. They are a team that's going to come in just about as motivated as any in the country right now. They are seen by Joe Lenardi as one of the first four teams out. They are actually the fourth team out as of right now. And there are a couple of teams that are primed for the picking that are currently in the NCAA tournament, according to Joe Lenardi, including the Wake Forest team that lost in Brooklyn yesterday afternoon. So Virginia is one of those teams, them and Virginia Tech, really, that as of right now are looking to make a push into the NCAA tournament. So Carolina is going to be facing a pretty desperate team here uh, later on this evening. Three players in double figures led by Jaden Gardner's 15.3 points per game. Look, this is a Virginia team that is still not great offensively. They haven't been even in years past. This year we thought that that was going to be one of the things that they had to be better at, but they're still a pretty good defensive team. And overall, uh, they do have some guys that that have hurt Carolina in the past. Kia Clark is one of those guys that Carolina fans will definitely be keeping an eye on. And in the first game of the season, and we've seen it throughout the year as well, Reese Beekman is a guy that I think most Tar Heel fans will be keeping an eye on in this game. They have three guys that average double figures. It's Gardner, who we told you about, 15.3, 6.8 rebounds per game. You've got Armand Franklin, who averages 11.1 points per game, and then Kihei Clark at 10.4 points per game, also averages 4.2 assists per game. So Carolina is dealing with a team that overall does not score the basketball well, as I said, 63.2 points per game so far this season. That's 337th out of the 358 teams in Division I college basketball but on the flip side, this is a team that 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 only allows 60.1 points per game, which is eighth in the country nationally. Uh, a lot of the other areas as well, they have really done a tremendous job throughout the season. Although field goal percentage-wise, 42.6% from the field. So Carolina, that's one of the areas where you feel like uh, they have a chance, at least, uh, to affect this team. Overall, for Virginia, not a great rebounding team, only 31.5 rebounds per game. But on the flip side of that, it's a team that only allows 30.9 rebounds per game. So all of this is showing you what we've always known about Virginia, what has been true of them for years now, and it showed up in the first game uh, at times as well. Carolina had a really strong day overall in that first matchup of the season, especially on the offensive end, but they still only scored 74 points. This is a Virginia team that still plays with one of the slowest paces in the entire country, and the Tar Heels are going to hope that they can figure it out once again. They did in the first matchup of the season. They had the most success that they've had against Virginia in a very, very long time. But the question is, does it carry over into this game? For Carolina, they come in with a 23-8 and record so far this season, 15-5 and in the ACC. They are the three seed because Notre Dame holds the tiebreaker over them. 
And of course, Duke won the ACC regular season with a 16-4 and record, but the Tar Heels have come a long way from a team that was expected to be on the bubble in this tournament to now with that win over Duke. They are pretty much locked in uh, to the NCAA tournament. They were ranked for the first time since November. Uh, they are now currently 25th in the country, so... It's been one of those weird seasons where there's been a lot of criticism around Carolina, including at times here on this podcast. Uh, We have to admit that. But, hey, this team has rounded into form when they've needed to here uh, down the stretch of the season in late February. And hopefully that carries over here uh, into early March. It did with that first game, but you have to see if it carries over uh, here over the next couple of weeks. For Carolina, they have four players that are currently averaging double-figure scoring. Uh, it, it shouldn't really shock anybody that Armando Baycott is the one that leads the way for the Tar Heels. 16.6 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game. Just a monumental uptick in production uh, on both of those ends this season for him. Caleb Love right behind him with 15.7 points per game so far this season. Brady Manick at 14.4, along with 5.8 rebounds. And R.J. Davis just to tick over 13.5 with 13.6 points per game, uh, feeling uh, pretty good. But then after that, as you would know, the drop-off sort of starts to happen there. So it's really those four guys, and then you've got Leaky Black. He's up to five points per game, uh, 4.2 rebounds per game. And, of course, Puff Johnson has made a push late in the season. So Carolina, that those are the six that you would expect to see for the majority of the time out there in Brooklyn. You'll probably see a little bit of Dontrez Styles as well. He played the other night against Duke, played well in the limited minutes. You never know, Kerwin Walton could be involved there. It's so weird to try to figure out where exactly he's at in terms of his role on this team as we go throughout the season. As for Carolina's tournament seeding as of right now, and again, this is just one guy, but this is the guy that is most highly regarded out of all the bracketologist experts ESPN's Joe Lenardi currently has the Tar Heels as the eighth seed in the Midwest bracket. So as of right now, it looks like unless Carolina was to get blown out in this game, um, and I mean this would have to probably be a 50-point blowout or something like that, this team is locked into the NCAA tournament, and that is a great step for Hubert Davis in year one, especially with where things were at. Uh, you know, following that Pittsburgh game and even at times earlier in the season where you were kind of wondering what exactly Carolina, uh, wh- where they stood and, and if they were going to be able to make the NCAA tournament, where the goals were at for this team. Uh, let's take a look back at the first matchup, kind of get a look at what uh, you know went down in that game, how Carolina could potentially re-execute the same game plan. The issue is, is that at the time, Virginia was still trying to shake off some of those early season struggles it's still largely the same team, but you've got some guys that are definitely playing a little bit better now than they were coming into that game. Leading scorer for Virginia in that game was Reese Beekman, but he only had 13. They did have three guys in double figures in that game, but no one scored more than 13 points. Uh, they did hold uh, one of their starters, Caden Shedrick, uh, scoreless in that game. Uh, but this is a team, just like the Tar Heels in Virginia, that doesn't really go all that deep. Typically, they're going to go about seven deep. So that's a big help for Carolina. We'll see if that's the similar game plan here for Virginia moving forward. But they're a team that's playing better. Carolina is playing better as well. But this was one of the better games of the season for Carolina on the offensive end, primarily 
for Armando Baycott. He had 29 points, 22 rebounds, including nine offensive rebounds in that game alone. He was 12 of 18 from the field, so not quite as efficient as some of the ones we've been seeing recently, like that game uh, the other night in Cameron, but still 12 field goals uh, for him, 29 points, was 5 of 7 at the free throw line. He dominated in that matchup. Caleb Love, one of his more efficient nights of the season, 16 points on 6 of 13 shooting. He was 4 of 9 from deep, and he did have Brady Manick, who also went off in that game, 5 of 9 from beyond the arc, 7 of 13 overall. He finished the game with 19 points. One guy that was slowed in that game, one of the games that was kind of an anomaly for him for the entire season, R.J. Davis had just two points in that game, was 0 of 10 from the field, uh, did have two points that come at the foul line, but you're hoping for him that serves as a little bit of extra motivation to come out and play better in this game than he did. Here's an area where Carolina, you know they have improved since then. Leaky Black in that game played 24 minutes, did not take a shot in that game. That was part of a stretch where he went three straight games without scoring. Much more confident Leaky Black at this point of the season offensively, and uh, it looks a little bit different. But for Carolina in this game, they did have Anthony Harris at that time. He played 16 minutes. They won't have that luxury in this game, but... In that game, they did not have Puff Johnson, so he will be in in this one. That's where it's a little bit different uh, for Carolina overall. So we'll take a break. We'll come back right after this here on the Four Corners podcast. When we come back, keys to the game and a prediction. Can Carolina get it done? Can they uh, shake off that win over Duke the other night and get their focus back on this game against Virginia and find a way to advance to those ACC semifinals? We'll tell you when you come back here on the Four Corners podcast. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your favorite team's victory into your own big win, and we mean the Tar Heels. Bet on the heels to get it done, guys. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win, the Tar Heels, and get $200 in free bets if they do so. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey guys, it's Anthony here. Make sure you head over to the Heel Tough blog website. Check out all the coverage that we've got of the ACC tournament. Josh is going to be previewing and recapping each game for the Tar Heels during this weekend's tournament action, however far Carolina goes. And then, of course, he'll have you covered on Selection Sunday. As for the football side of things, we've got you covered with everything that's going on around spring camp as news and notes come out. Check it out, heeltoughblog.com. 
All right, guys, welcome back into the Four Corners podcast. Anthony Pagnotta here, riding solo on this edition of the pod to get you ready for tonight's game against the Virginia Cavaliers. And let's do it, guys. Let's jump into the keys to the game. And the first one, I kind of previewed it a little bit there as we were going to break. It is forget about that game on Saturday. And look, I know that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for me to forget. I am never going to forget that moment, and I know most Tar Heel fans will not forget that moment. But for this team and for this occasion in the ACC tournament, you've got to put that one behind you, and you've got to move on and have your focus on this game because, look, the team on the other side is going to have their focus on this game. I said it earlier, and this is one of the big things that Carolina's got to be ready for here really over these next two games for sure and you never know if they were to get to the final who they could potentially play at that point that could be looking to help their seed line, that could be looking to make it into the NCAA tournament. So Carolina's got to be prepared. Now, of course, they're going to be coming in motivated to help their own seed line. There's no doubt about that. But especially tonight, you're facing a team that kind of needs this win to get into the NCAA tournament. As I mentioned earlier, Carolina's a ranked team, so this would be a quad one win for Virginia if they did get uh, the job done. So Carolina's got to be ready to go. The Cavaliers are going to be motivated. Look, we can say whatever we want about this team. They haven't had the year that many were probably expecting, but look at the guy that's on the sidelines for them. Tony Bennett is one of the best in the country for a reason. So Carolina's got to be prepared. This is going to be a tough matchup, and they've got to be able to shake off everything that happened Sunday Use some of those things that you did well, but don't allow that high to carry over into this game and not allow you to be focused, not allow you to come out with the energy that you need to to take care of business in this game. Speaking of taking care of things, Carolina's got to take care of the basketball. And look, this is a team in Virginia that is not as good at creating turnovers as maybe some people Uh, would probably believe in the first game of the season, Carolina turned the ball over just seven times. And so far this season, Virginia, they they are forcing 11.5 turnovers per game, but that's 55th in the country. So it's good, but it's not as good as, you know, some people would probably uh, have you believe. This is a team still, though, in Virginia that is a good defensive team. And if you turn the ball over, they're still running with that pace. This is one of the slowest-paced teams in the entire country. You cannot end up giving up those possessions that are going to be so precious in this game. Carolina has to take care of the basketball. And look, this is a concern for sure. Um, It still popped up. Carolina did a really good job of protecting the basketball and winning the turnover battle in general on Saturday against Duke. They've got to do the same thing in this game. You need to take care of the basketball yourself. And, hey, if you can, force Virginia into their own turnovers. They're a team that only averages 9.8 so far this season, so it's going to be tough. But if you can create those turnovers, it'll allow you to speed up the pace yourself um, and play at the pace that you want to. And at the same time, uh, it's going to ultimately probably give you a little bit more confidence in terms of holding on to the basketball yourself when you get some of those outlet uh, runs as well. Uh, Look, you don't turn the ball over as easily. They need to prevent some of those half-court trap type of situations that have led to some of the turnover issues from guys like Caleb Love, at times R.J. Davis, and even Armando Baycott. So they've got to prevent those types of situations for popping up. 
But the biggest thing in this game, I think, for Carolina, you saw it work in the first game. We said it. He had one of his best games of the season in that first game. You've got to get the ball inside to Armando Baycott. Let Armando go to work. He is coming off of a phenomenal performance against the Duke Blue Devils. He is the most dominant player uh, in the ACC so far this season in terms of teams not being able to find any sort of solution for him when he's on his game. And he was right there in the player of the year conversation for a reason. Virginia does not have the size to match up with him. You need to put the ball inside. Let him go to work. Let him take over this game and get those easy baskets for you. And let everything else come to you. If you start by putting the ball in the post, that's going to draw the attention inside And that will allow some of your guys on the outside to get better looks. You need the guards to play well in this game. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't have Armando Baycott playing at a high level, it's going to be hard for you to win this game. You need to have the focus on trying to get him to play well in this one. So let's give you an official prediction for this game I'm just going to be the one giving you my prediction on this one. We would, of course, love to hear your predictions as well. If you want to send them in to us, at HTB Anthony for me, per, on the personal side of things, at HTB Josh uh, for the normal host, Josh Marlowe. And then, of course, you could send it to the uh, Twitter page, at Heel Tough Blog, the official Twitter page, that is. Or you can send us a message over there on Facebook as well with your official score predictions for tonight. Look, I think Carolina... They're coming in off the high of that game against Duke. You wonder what their energy level is going to be in this first game uh, of this tournament. The good news is it should be a pretty lively crowd. Now, you would expect Carolina fans are going to show up pretty well. Um, they, they usually do in these types of tournament settings. But Virginia could have a pretty good showing out there in terms of their fan base as well. Should be some energy. It won't be one of these sleepy games like potentially you know, the, the early game if Carolina was in a 1-8 matchup. Um, or you know potentially even the 2-7 matchup uh, right after dinner time. So Carolina should have a pretty strong fan base, a good environment there. Hopefully they can feed off of that to gain a little bit of energy in this game. But I think it's going to be a, kind of what you've seen from Carolina here at times over the last couple of weeks. I don't think they're going to be able to play as well as they did in that game on Saturday night. So I think it'll be a little bit uglier. Virginia likes to keep it low scoring. I think Carolina's got to find a way uh, to you know, try to get to that 70 mark. I think if you can get there, you feel pretty confident about your chances to win this game with a team that's only averaging 63 points per game so far this season. I like Carolina to get it done. I think they take it home over Virginia. I'll go 70-65. to 65. Carolina takes down Virginia and advances on to play the winner of Notre Dame and Virginia Tech which will be a crucial matchup there as well and could feature Carolina facing another team fighting for their NCAA tournament lives. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Four Corners podcast. Make sure that you guys check out the podcast on any of your major podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, any of those great sites you can check out the podcast. And when you do, make sure that you subscribe. Also, head over to the Facebook page. That's where we've got all the articles, the recap, previews, all that stuff that Josh will be writing for you during this time. And then once we get into the NCAA tournament, as well as the waveform editions of the podcast, you can check those out over there as well on the Facebook page, Heel Tough Blog. On the Facebook page, 
Heel Tough blog. Just search it up there in the search bar. So, that does it for this edition of the podcast. want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels! The Four Corners Podcast is a proud member of the Basketball Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at HoopsPodNet or visit our website, www.thebasketballpodcastnetwork.com to find the best basketball podcast.